Oh, hello friends. My name is Skylar, and I'm here to tell you about my show, Fireside Dice. We are a live play 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons podcast that takes place in the multiverse of Magic the Gathering. You'll follow along as our characters, Bartholomew. I will withhold my comments until someone who has authority can receive them. Balfour. I have a very important question for you now. Bacon or sausage? Surrey? We're in a public place and you can't just go around shooting just goblins just because you have bad blood with them. And Levin. Levin will sense the eyes on her and she'll stare back down and go as long without blinking as she possibly can. Adventure through myriads of worlds. There'll be adventure, hijinks, and plenty of opportunities to disrupt the Dungeon Master's plans. So come, join us by the fire. The story's about to begin. Hi listeners, my name is Noel, and I'm the Dungeon Master for Do We Level Up? Our show is a D&D 5e podcast. Episodes are available every Thursday, wherever you stream your podcasts. We gather each week to play D&D in a homebrew world called Galandria. Join our intrepid group of adventurers, the Peacekeepers, as they battle evil across the continent. We have a diverse and international cast of nerds, so come join us as the players fumble their way through everything, and somehow, to my shock and awe, keep coming out the other side relatively unscathed. Follow us on Twitter at DeweyLevelUp1 or on Instagram at DeweyLevelUpPodcast. Thanks, listeners. Hope to see you there. It's time to get into this episode. So last time, you had an audience with the Summer Queen, Celia Saffron, Queen of the Summer Court, uh, in her palace chambers slash magnificent aviary filled with many colorful exotic birds. Chai had pleaded with her to do something about, A, the encroaching darkness and the gray Eladrin, and B, the weird creature uh, that is plaguing the human realm and the Summer Queen seemed utterly disinterested about helping out the humans and suggested that you use the god's eye that you have to basically seal up the, she called it the Twilight Scape. It's also known as with by various other terms like the Borderlands or the uh, Shadow Zone, which is also a great you know, laser tag arena that you can check out um, once I open it. Um, so, yeah, the um, the Twilight Scape where Chai boldly asserted that not only was Serial still alive, but in the Borderlands with her Grey Ladrin um, pulling some strings. And it was towards the end of the episode, right up at the end of the episode, where uh, Celia summoned her council, three Eladrin, who, by way of a natural 20 perception check, Chai noticed the almost imperceptible decay caused by their passing 
uh, decay of, of the plant matter, the ubiquitous flowering vines all over the Summer Queen's uh, chambers. And then Thaddeus, with a divine sense, was able to tell that one of them, uh, by the name of Rosemary, is actually a fiend. So you find yourselves in the capital city, Sindara, the capital city of the Feywild, in the city of laws uh, at the t- during the time of omens, and you are in Summer Queen's chambers with the Summer Queen <laughs> and good. her three counselors. What are you going to do? <sighs> okay, so I have a question. Because mm-hmm. I think at some point last game, I rolled an inside check to see if these answers were consistent with her. I got the sense that she's acting normally. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Like She doesn't seem like she's like being possessed or anything. That's right. Okay. So if if I heard Thaddeus tell me that Rosemary's a fiend and they're walking away, I'd I'd yell for the queen and be like, "Your Highness, I'm so sorry. I have I have one uh very pressing matter uh that I wish to discuss with you. It's very urgent." So they weren't they weren't actually walking away. They were conferring amongst themselves. So she was like getting their advice on your proposal. So they they weren't ending the conversation. But okay. you can still uh, say just, that exact thing that you just said if you want. Yeah, I'd like to just kind of like before she can she starts conversing, I'd be like, I'm sorry, there's one more very urgent thing that I didn't quite get to before. If I could just speak to you for one more quick moment. Okay. She breaks away from her counselors. I will try and get close to her so that it's just something that only her and I could hear. Okay. All right. She'll allow it. Oh, God, how do I wear this? See, what you got there is a fiend problem. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, basically. Um, I don't mean to be alarming. However, Rosemary seems uh, not to be Rosemary. And, um, well, my friend over there is uh, a very good detective when it comes to finding uh, fiends. So this might... Uh, might be a bit of a problem that's already come to the Feywild and your court. Thaddeus waves. Hello. And I'll say to her, like, if you want, we can try and address this now, but I do understand it is the time of omens, but Rosemary is not Rosemary, and I feel she's trying to already affect things. Make a persuasion check. Oh, which dice do I use? I don't like it. My hands are sweaty. Okay, 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 okay. You didn't even have spaghetti. Ooh, uh, 25. Wow. <laughs> You're so excited. <laughs> so I'm like, I was like, I was really, I was really worried this was going to be like a one and I'd be like, she just murders me. <laughs> like, uh, Rosemary bad. Move me bad, I'm good. Potato. Yeah. Hmm. A twenty-five persuasion. That is that is interesting. She'll like look back over her shoulders and she says, My friends, would you please excuse yourselves once more? My conversation is not quite finished yet. 
or she, sorry, she says, our conversation is not quite finished yet. And I will call, we will, fuck, I'm forgetting to use the plural. We will call on you shortly. So she dismisses the counselors who, who walk back into like what look like trees, but are essentially magical doorways that you're, that you're just realizing. Um, so she says, Rosemary's not Rosemary, and your f- human friend is who you believe? What is the meaning of this? It's quite clear that you, that you believe what your human friend is telling you. I witnessed it, and I'll point to like the decay. It's like the doorway around her. When she passed by, she's, de- she's rotting the Feywild. You, you know that this is unnatural for here. This is the blight we're seeing. It has already come here, and it is, it is literally now in your house. I know you thought this was not an issue of yours, but it's here. She says, You've been spending too much time with your human friends, and I fear that they ha- are... We fear that they are making you somewhat alarmist. However, we can see quite plainly the urgency with which you believe these things. So with an act of utmost grace, I will hear further concerns if you can find Basil. Is it Basil or Basil? I think that depends if you're British or Canadian. I was going to say, <laughs> I, w- I, I read it as Basil. You can really, it's more of a Basil. Find yeah. Basil. He has taught you the things that you know about the Feywild and of nature and of these things that you talk about. I feel that he will present to me a more impartial assessment of what you call decay. And I would like to hear from him before I cast aspersions on one of my most trusted advisors. And in the interim, might I also just, for a precautionary sense, be protective of your own mind in these times in case they have means to persuade you and maybe be very critical about what they're suggesting. She says, we shall choose to take that comment in the spirit that in which it was given and not as an attempt to sow discord in this court. Be mindful of the things that you say. This is the time of omens, after all. I am very aware, and I do mean them in a protective fashion. Not to sow any kind of disbelief. I'm merely trying to suggest or provide my findings. Very well. See if you can find Basil before the four courts meet and the votes are cast. Is that like on a Tuesday? (laughs) Yeah, would I have a sense of how long I have to do this? Time in the Feywild. It's a weird thing. Yeah, exactly. Is there going to be an Evite? Yeah, like I think we'll get like the the paperless post uh, version. Hmm. It will be a day following the next blue meteor shower. So she turns back to her many birds and she says, "Mm, 
Will there be anything else that you will implore to us? Or is our audience now finished? I'm, I'm just, this is more so me. I think she told me when she lost, uh, when she lost uh, Basil, right? Yeah, she said that she doesn't recall specifically, but she last saw him with the prince. And that I got the creepy answer of I'd see Basil when I saw the queen, right? Mm-hmm. Which now makes me believe one of two things, that this is not the queen that I'm actually speaking to, or he's with the queen in the... In the the bad place. The bad place. I don't like either of those answers. I will. I would simply follow up. Uh, have you seen your son of late to perhaps help us find Basil? Oh yes. Well, the prince. The prince has been spending much of his time at the Palace of Trials. Would I know where that is? Yeah, so that is a that is a palace in the located in the summer court. So it's in the tower that you're in. Okay. Um, and that is an opulent mansion filled with uncontrollable magic and restless spirits, used as a proving ground for aspiring warriors. Sounds like we're heading there. Sounds like we should think about being lucky. Wouldn't wouldn't that be lucky there? That yeah. would be so. Can't wait to. See, test our luck. <laughs> yes, you are correct in remembering the luck that we will experience in our adventures there. <laughs> hey, sorry guys, I, I just put my headphones down and walked out of the room for a second. I just didn't um, last about 20 seconds. <laughs> oh, nothing at all. Don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> Something easily forgettable. I, I said this is going to suck. Yeah, yeah, that's ah. true. You said it was going to be really sucky. Don't forget about. Yeah. yeah. Don't forget about how yeah. sucky. Don't forget about how yeah. sucky it will be. Um, I will then. I will do a slight bow to the queen, and I will say thank you for your time. And I realize the gravity of these messages coming during the time of omens. But as, as I hope you realized, I view them as, as urgent and I knew they would be of importance to you. So it is only with proper intent that I convey these messages. Yes, uh, not a whole lot of progress made with the queen. Mm-hmm. Didn't die. Oh, I was so tempted to blast that bitch off, off this planet, but I feel like we would have, I feel like the queen would have murdered us. Like, I'm, like, I can, can I, like, insight check this queen? Like, I want to make sure that this is the person I think it is, right? Like, is that, like, I'm getting that sense, like, there's no, like, these are normal behaviors that she has. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. She's normally a bitch. Well, I knew that. I just wanted to know, like, like, that this isn't, like, another, I know it's not a fiend, but, like, that she's not being, like, controlled, basically, is what I'm trying to figure out. I'm sure she's got many capacities for not that to happen, but... You never know. Yeah, exactly. Arrogance runs strong in this realm. Um, okay, so then I guess I will lead everybody to the Palace of Trials. Would I know anything about this place? Like, will walking in mean, like, we're instantly starting a fight to, like... Is this, is this like, a dungeon crawler that we've got to, like, find him inside of? Or is this just, like, an open room? 
I mean, it's it's a sprawling like um, it's like Versailles. It's a it's this it's a beautiful verdant you know luxurious mega mansion filled with dangerous things. So many goddamn mirrors. Um, okay, then I think we, I mean if we need to find Basil. I'd like to talk to the person who's possibly seen him last. Sure. I think that that's... But can I do one thing before we go into the Palace of Trial? Sure. Uh, I'll, like, if there's, like, a side room I know of or something like that, like a a chamber or something within here that I think we'd have some privacy, I'd like to ritually cast Divination again. Okay. And I'd like to ask... It's serial as the bad one right cereal yeah cereal yeah is basil with cereal in the Greylands? and the answer can be like an omen or like some kind of rhyme yeah so i ask a single question concerning a specific goal event or activity to occur oh activity to occur will i find basil with cereal in the Greylands? the dm offers a truthful reply the reply might be a short phrase, a cryptic rhyme, or an omen. And it obviously is only true as of this moment. Like, if some, if we do something else that fucks up this plan, then it might change, obviously. But And are you, are you trying to implore a specific deity, or are you just, like, putting it out there into the ether to whoever's listening? I, I will likely be casting this... I don't, I, this is Sarah, I don't know the names of many of the gods, <coughs> but I think I would try and find a god, like, I, I would probably, well, Chai would probably know of god. I'm basically trying to, like, my goal is to restore the order of this, so I'm going to try and find a god, like, I'll, I'll know a god, but that's what I'd be praying to, to, like, find, my goal is to reset this balance, because I feel like something is about, horrible is about to explode, so if a god is watching, I feel like they'd be... God of Order is watching. I feel like they'd be losing their minds, so I'm trying to get them to help me. Mm. Okay, you get an answer. So the question was, will I find Basil... What was it? In the Shadowlands? In the Twilight Yeah, with... Yeah. The answer is, if you hurry... Oh, God. Okay. Hey, he's about to go on vacation. To the underworld. <laughs> okay. Just had uh, I would know where these lands are, right? Like, how far away are they? I mean, distance in the Feywild is such a funny thing. It's I feel like you can you could probably get there by magical means, but if you're if you're like on foot, you're gonna get waylaid by all. You will probably get waylaid unless you have a guide. Or a pathfinder of some kind, or wayfinder way to um, to get you there. Uh, you will most likely get waylaid waylaid by various things that you know inhabit the Feywild wilderness. I don't think I have any way of magically getting us there. Closest we got with our current uh, setups is my fine steed. Yeah, and like you I turning could, into something. I could. Turn into something. That's our best bet. I think we should go for a guide. Yeah, okay. Uh, I think we, I need to get more information on what the hell's... Why Basil would 
go into the borderland or borderlands. Into the bad touch. Yeah. Shadowlands, sorry. Um so yeah, I'd like to go talk to the prince, but I think we should head out. I'll say this to the guys, like like this is the situation, this is not good. I don't feel great about leaving a fiend with the queen, but at least if I can warn her son to keep an eye on him. A fiend with the queen leans mainly on the spleen. All right, I guess we're, let's go to the Palace of Trials. Does everyone agree? Like everyone, like. So, Thaddeus doesn't have a plan in here. It's all it's all your lead, because none of this. It's all just he's he's in the never-ending story as a kid who doesn't have a luck dragon. He's just following along. Like we like we still need magical weapons. Like that is the goal of getting of getting this. I don't think we're going to get into that chamber without her. without her approval. Yeah. In which case we have to prove some of this is wrong and I only like I only think she'll listen to Basil. So I think we've got to find Yeah. him. I think that's the logic right now. Yep. Sounds solid. Okay. All right, let's go to the uh, Palace of Trials to try and talk to as we, as, we, as we approach a place called the Palace of Trials, <laughs> um, has it been a new dawn yet? Do I need to roll a number? Yeah, from why don't the sword? you? Yeah, why don't you give us a roll on your sword? See what mood it's in today. Ooh, nice middle of the road. Eleven. So you descend from the, uh, or you you make your way from the queen's chambers back into the. Uh, rotunda, the, you know, central circular hallway of doors. And after asking around, you find the correct passage to the Palace of Trials. And it opens up into this wide open valley of rolling green, grassy hills. There is a, what looks to be like a four or five story, like a, uh, not quite a castle that gutterbird and thaddeus would would you know have recognized but it looks more like a homestead you know uh for an inconceivably rich baron like but no no one in the human realm would have enough money to maintain something of this size um it looks to have several branching wings uh high arching parapets towers impossibly constructed with bending angles in the stone uh and there is i mean even now you can hear muffled screeches and there's like rumbles in the ground and you can see sort of the you know the main entrance to the palace there's kind of like a little festival atmosphere happening there there's like tents and and little you know vendors and shops and things set up so this is like you know people come here very often and shy would know this to yeah to test their metal it can be lethal but you know it's the the key is to know when to know when you need to get yourself out so as you approach the palace of trials what do you do is there like a a guard or anything like is there something like because i imagine there's like you said there's like an a foyer area where people are like hawking their wares but is there like an entrance to the actual like place yeah so this is like a there's like a a fountain um 
in a like a courtyard where people are milling about. But there is there is an entrance, and it wouldn't take Chai very long to before she's able to spot kind of a few Aladrin that she recognizes as like being of the prince's, you know, retinue. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'd go up to that. I I turn to the guys first, and I'd be like. So we have to go into the Palace of Trials, and you might have gathered from its name that shit might just pop off. Uh, so, I mean, like, I think we'll be fine, but, like, maybe just be a little ready for something. That, just maybe. Thaddeus kind of gives that look of, really? You, you feel the need to warn us? Yeah. This is pretty much all we've done. <laughs> yeah, this but you're in the Feywild now. Yeah. But I, I'm and, just And just... you almost died outside of it. We're ready. <laughs> um okay, so then I'll go up to the prince's guards and be like, "Yo, stop, Bobby!" The audible face I don't actually know um, whoever whatever their names are. If I know them, I will greet them accordingly. So yeah, you recognize an Aladrin named Jaffa, or sorry, Jaffis, J-A-F-I-S, and he greets you, says, "Why, Lady Chai, it has been, it has been so long. Welcome back to your home." It, it has been quite some time. How are you doing? Well, the prince, you know how impetuous he can be at times. He asked us to wait outside while he went into the autumn wing of the Palace of Trials. Uh, I, I gather he's. Uh... Preparing himself for a world of adventures? Well, he's preparing for the results of the vote after the Time of Omens. He really, really wants to be at the forefront of whatever the next military action is. Of course, the Queen does not want him anywhere close to danger, but he he grows restless with each passing day. What, uh, as you know, I've been away, What what is the current word on these military actions? The noble families, they are aware of these odd, colorless, gray Aladrin, and they grow impatient with the queen. They believe that she is taking no actions or not no actions necessary. And he, like, leans in. He says, should we be talking about this in front of the humans? Uh, I will lean back in. And I'm like, it's a little unnerving that you're bringing this up because I came we came to tell her from the human plane about gray aladrins being controlled and taking dominance over there like i'm assuming this is a person i've known like most of my life mm-hmm. this guard yeah yeah so like i'll i'll do a little bit of confiding and i'll say like we came to warn her that the gray aladrin are planning uh basically to take over the feywild and she also seemed to not particularly care how long has this been going on? Uh, it's tough to say. It's tough to remember when we first heard of the Grey Aladrin. Seems like it was many moons ago that there were whispers that somebody had seen these Aladrins that belonged to no court. Sightings have become more and more frequent of late. I have fought a few recently, actually. You fought them? Um, yes. I, f- I feel as though I must speak to the prince. I feel he should hear these things. Is, do you mind if we go in and speak with him? He he motions. Uh, he motions to the uh, to the door. He says yeah, he's 
He's in the autumn wing somewhere of the uh, of the palace. Godspeed. Thank you very much. Oh, you should get yourself a pancake before you go in. A, a pancake. Yeah, he points to a stall and and there's a there's a an Aladdin making pancakes. I'll kind of giggle and at the, just like the first just genuinely like kind of happy thing that's happened in a while. Just like ooh, get a pancake, and I'll I'll just laugh and I'll kind of like reach out and like just touch his arm. Is like I didn't know I needed to hear that, but thank you. I will go get a pancake and I'll turn around and I'll just I'll, I'll go and get a pancake. Even if you think you're not hungry. A gnome by the name of Schwet uh, came and has given us a pancake recipe. <laughs> Look over, and are they shawarma pancakes? The yeah, the Aladrin, the Aladrin introduces himself as Flapjack, and uh, he invites you to partake in any variety of pancake you so choose. Is there is there a, a shawarma pancake? Mm, that's in the lunch menu. Oh, what, what time is it? Okay, well, it's so hard to tell these days. Mm-hmm. You got the breakfast menu, you got your fruits, you got a little bit of savory, you got a little, maybe a little bit of ham, or whatever the Aladdin version of ham is. Uh, I'll just go for a classic fr- uh, fruit pancake, mm. and we'll come back for the... I'll, I'll let them know we'll hit them up for that shawarma pancake uh, shortly. Okay, yeah. Anybody else? Everybody else having a pancake from Flapjack? Uh, Thaddeus, Thaddeus has practically knocked over Chai to get him <laughs> savory ham pancake. Okay. Savory ham <laughs> Flapjack. All right. Indeed. Jaffis was not lying. These pancakes are so nourishing that you all have 10 temporary hit points. Oh! <laughs> I'll look back at Jaffis and be like, thank you for the recommendation. And I'm like, now I'm like even more worried. I was like, hmm, can't wait for the trials. <laughs> all right, I guess uh, I'll give Jaffis a little uh, pat on the arm and say a quick goodbye. And I'll be like, I'll see you very soon. When, well, hopefully, once we get out of the trials. Okay, yeah, you enter in the palace, and there's a central room with four doors. Well, I guess five, including the one that you came in. And, um, well, yeah, one for each season. And, like, you can, you can tell which season is which based on just, just by looking through the hallway. You can see, you know, summer. You, feel, you can feel the summer breeze coming through. There's trees in full bloom down the hallway. Winter is just the opposite. There's denuded trees covered in snow. Um, There's heavy snow falling. And then, of course, the autumn one is trees with red and yellow leaves. But as you look further down, like the leaves gradually are thinner and thinner until there is just a heavy fog that you can't see past. Well... (laughs) (laughs) Onward into autumn, I believe. I just want everybody to be aware that I don't think we should fall for any of their tricks. Oh, let's go. (laughs) Chad just rolls her eyes and be like, why did I expect anything else? Okay, let's go. It's a hell of a pancake. (laughs) It was a great pancake. We'll have to go back for the shawarma one. Okay, so you are through the fog... And it is as though, like, you look behind you, you can see a wall of fog. But ahead of you has opened up into a full forest. You're no longer in a hallway. Uh, You hear the sound of wind through bare tree branches. You hear the sound of leaves rustling. You smell that 
you know, scent of early decay. And at this point, you need to find the prince wherever he might be. So you can make a a nature check or a perception check or survival. You tell me how it is that you want to go about finding him. I'll go for a perception check. Is it like these are all walled rooms, right? It's not. It doesn't just feel like we're in an open expanse. I I kind of missed if you had said that. No, you you are in a forest now. You're no yeah, longer like, oh, no like longer in an enclosed space. Almost my my great joke is no longer going to work. Uh twenty two for perception. Mm. Can use athletics and just run everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, how about you? I'm still on for the ride, baby. <laughs> just following me blindly. Yeah. I'm there. I'm with you. <laughs> Something tells me I know how he was convinced to give up his memory. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've also got nothing. <laughs> I've got nothing useful here. Okay, so yeah, you find you find a set of tracks, and you have to sort of like push aside some of the fallen leaves to find it, but uh, you can follow it for some ways. And what is everyone else kind of doing while you follow Chai? Uh, swords out. Keeping my wits about me. <laughs> All the various goings on. Waiting for anybody to come jumping out. I think I'd mention, like, I'm going to look for him, but at any given moment, this is the Hall of Trials, the Palace of Trials. We yep. will be attacked. I can almost guarantee it. Like, you don't sign up for trials or anything? You just get them by going in? No, they just... We, we consented. We signed the waiver by entering the room. That's actually what the pancake Yeah, that was the pancake, actually, yeah. Bummer. Okay. The ten temporary hit points is actually in-game currency. Yep. I really hope they let me trade it in for a prize at the end. Trade it in for that shawarma pancake. No. Extra shawarma. <laughs> Extra pancake. Ooh. I wonder what the, like... They've got the shawarma pancake. What's the sweaty pancake? Oh, oh, it's it's just See, like it's really spicy. I was gonna say, yeah, you guys are all thinking. You just, immediately it's just thought of too like too much salt moisture. Yeah, it's just too much salt. <laughs> I was thinking like a sweaty pancake could be like just so decadent and rich that it makes you just like have heart palpitations and feel uncomfortable. Like a meat sweat and, kind yeah. of situation. But uh, the spice also great choice. Great choice. Okay, so you're walking for maybe 10 to 15 minutes, and then you start hearing a sort of metallic clacking sound, and it comes with a tremor in the ground, like a very slight tremor. Uh, oh and the the sound seems to like come from, like it seems to move. You can't quite see anything through the fog, but you can hear that it's moving. Like there's one sound coming from you know the 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 northeast and then there's one coming from your west not much longer after you start hearing those sounds you come across a pair of large footprints it looks like a like a featureless boot but something maybe like the size of like an ogre uh how close is that clacking tremory sound you can make another perception check Less good. 15. My roll was a 10. Blah, 13. 
you f- you feel like the last time you heard it was maybe like 150 feet to your north, somewhat along the path that you're following. Uh, and do the vaguely ogre boot shapes follow the path behind the footprints I have? It's funny; they're very sporadic. Like you'll see, you'll see two or three of them, and then and then they just won't continue. Can I look into the trees? Uh, yes. Yes, you can. Do we see anything in the treetops? I'll have you make another perception check, looking skyward. Uh, 21. In the, in the fog, you can, as you're looking up, you kind of hear the clacking sound again. And then there's, there's a, a rush, like a gust of wind that goes through the trees and then you see like a large bat-like silhouette overhead and then (gasps) you feel a tremor to the west and then that clacking sound again now in these trials are we just expected to survive is there a goal or are we on a hunt uh what i know i think we're just supposed to survive i think that's the goal but Tim, would I know anything I mean, further about the trials? The the goals are the only ones that you set for yourself. Like, how tough do you want it to be? If we didn't want it to be tough at all, <laughs> you would have gone. You would have gone to spring. Yeah, we would have been in the happy fun beach zone. We just stayed at the at the pancake hut. Yeah. From what I saw and like the sound, would I gather that this is something that's like jumping and striding great distances? Uh, you think it's flying. Jumping and flying. Jumping and flying. I I will say we should keep a very astute eye, because when we hear those sounds, it's likely that it's too late. Be sensitive for the wind that you feel, but we should probably keep going, because if we can get through this, then we won't need to fight it. Okay, well, that's a nice sentiment at all, but something's going to happen here. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> I know it was a dream. It was a pipe dream. So as you're walking, I just kind of rolled percentiles as to, like, is this thing going to land near you? Um, yeah. It lands near you. And I'm going to give everybody a choice as to what you want to do. Because it looks like this thing. Oh, God. This yeah, lumbering basalt construct has the body of a great ape and the wings of a bat instead of arms. Its head ends in a wide stone mallet without mouth, eyes, or nose. It taps its hammer-like head on the ground with an echoing thwack. There's much opportunity to reason with such a such a creature. Does it, does it look like it's entirely a construct, or does it look like its just head is a construct? Uh, I mean, the whole thing looks like it's made of stone. Oh, God. Quick pull, guys. Stay or run. I mean, I don't... It's gonna catch us. Flies. We either fight it now or fight it later. Okay, let's do it. I'm gonna ask, like, as it it lands, what what your approach is. You're You're in a treed area. It's not, like, heavily wooded, but it's, you know, there's enough room for this thing to land. Could be advantageous for us if we were to make use of the the area. Hide behind some trees and how does this how does this thing know 
How does it sense things? How does it know where we would be if it's just a big hammerhead? Mallet head. I mean, that's an interesting question. Yeah, can we the just answer stay to perfectly which, still? The answer to which you may find out. Can we just stay perfectly still? Is that what you're going to do? Ooh, I'm going to cast Bane on it. Yeah, like, I kind of want to see if it hears or, like, if it hears or feels us. So I kind of just want to, like, not move, but get ready. Visual acuity is based on movement. <laughs> okay, um, all right, yeah, if, if that's, uh, if, okay, so it lands and it hits its head on the ground. If I saw it do that, I'd try and get into a tree. So, I mean, you said that you're going to stay perfectly still, which is what I assume that you're... Yes. No, for this first round, I'll, I'll go with that, because okay. that's what I said. But, like, if I saw that it, like, it was trying to... If I saw that it was, like, it landed and then hit the ground to, like, try... Like, Chai would perceive that trying to hear her next movement would be getting into a tree. Or, like, getting off the ground, mm. basically. Okie doke. Everybody, let's roll initiative. So, I take it you didn't hear me when I said I was going to cast Bane on Oh, you're going to cast Bane. Okay. Right, right, right. I did say that I would allow you to to do a thing. Um, Sure, yeah. Go ahead and... and You need a charisma save, son. Charisma. Well, the... DC 13. (laughs) I only have a minus four modifier, so let's see what happens. (laughs) Could you imagine? All right. It's got no resistances, so let's try this. Hmm. How does a one work? (laughs) Minus four after that? No, it's, it's a five, so it's a one after okay. the modifier. It's, a, it's an it, unnatural one. Yeah, I was just trying to see if we were getting into that integer domain we were just speaking of. Well, uh, now whenever it makes a saving throw or an attack over the next minute, as long as they maintain concentration, you have to subtract a d4 from the number rolled. Sweet. Okay, now we can roll initiative. Looking at Ooh. a 16. I got an eight. I got a five. It's okay. It's got a ne- negative D4 to hit. <laughs> uh, Tim, I just have a question. When I looked up, did I see, like, a sky? It was, like, overcast. You just saw, like, gray clouds. I'm just wondering, like, would Chai know that based on, like... Because I have some spells that require me to be able to see the sky. Would they work in this environment? Oh, yeah, sure. I'll allow it. Okay. Okay, well, I may have rolled a shit-ass charisma check, but it sure rolled a 17 for initiative. Oh, it did, didn't it? Yeah. Come at me, bro. It does have magic resistance, but even my second roll is a 10. Minus four, so doesn't matter. Um, okay. All right. As it slammed its head into the ground, it seemed to recognize, by way of tremors, that there are things around it. Trees and non-trees. And so it's going to pick a target. Greetings, friend. Let's see who's it going to pick. You know what? It's just going to move to... So that it's kind of centered and like as close to each of you as it can get. And then it's going to give up? Yeah. (laughs) And then it's going to slam its head into the ground repeatedly so that everybody has to make a DC... You know what? I'm not going to tell you what the DC is. Dexterity saving throw, please. Uh, Everybody should be able to add an extra plus two because of my proximity. That is a 25. No, that's a lie. 23. 23. Oh. Oh, no, Matt. Hey, I got a plus one on this, though. Oh, that's better. Yeah. Makes that three into a four. (laughs) Okay. I got 
I got a 15, but I have plus 2, and then another 2 from Thaddeus, so 19. Okay, alright, well, uh, Thaddeus is the only one impacted then. Uh, you are knocked prone, and you have disadvantage on attack rolls and dexterity checks until the end of the monster's next turn. Ooh. Okay, so no damage done. It is now Gutterbird's turn. Alright. Um, I would like to try um, my hand at casting a little fireball kind of right at its right at its feet. Okay. Aren't we really close to it? So hang on. Uh, the bane that's on this, does that impact saving throws too? Yep. Oh, fuck. Minus a d4. Okay. So, Kevin, what's your spell save DC? 15. 15? Okay. Okay. I rolled an 18. Now I have to minus a d4. So it's a 50-50 chance that he's going to fail. Or wait, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, three or four. No, three, he succeeded. It's a 25%. Yeah, it's a 25% chance. We need the four. You need the four. Okay. All right. So I rolled a one on the d4. So subtracts, but not. He's still. Well, still it's still, it'll still take half damage. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. So roll your 8d6. 29. 29's the total? Okay. We'll go I back tra- and listen and make sure that was just. I tra- <laughs> okay. Uh, let's call it 15, 15 points of fire damage. Yeah, so now we are at Thaddeus, who is knocked prone. I will use half my movement to stand up. Um, and I will do something super cool, <laughs> which will impact the outcome of this battle. Um, <laughs> cool, cool. Can, can I get it up to it with 15 feet of movement? Yeah, it positioned itself no further than 20 feet away, so I'm going to say yes. Okay. Uh, then I'm going to take one of them, their disadvantaged attack swings with reciprocity. In a startling turn of events, with disadvantage, I got a 23. Oh my goodness. Wow, okay. So that's the first one. I'm going to take the second one, and then I'll just roll all the damage together. Unless so keep, you want keep to in mind, that. Keep in mind to tell me if you roll an 11 on the d20. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Best number, like the disadvantage is 14, mm-hmm. which I don't think will hit. So one hit. Does 14 hit? 14, it uh, glances off of its tough hide. It's not really a hide, it's just glances off of it, its rock. And I'm just going to make this uh, a normal attack. Give it a little, give it a little uh, rec- reciprocal action for a grand total of eight points of magical slashing damage. Okay. Oh, wait. I lied. With my great weapon fighting, I can re-roll those twos. You roll them. Uh, to make it 12 points of magical slashing damage. Uh, and th- after the hit, Thaddeus will go, Now how do you like your bail getting rung? All right, Chai, your turn. Uh, I'm going to use my movement to try and get off the ground. Well, you... you- what? You weren't on the ground. You were not prone. No, but I mean, like, I'm going to try go and, like, tree. go up a tree or, like, get okay. on something, like, yeah, yeah, my, yeah. so that my feet aren't touching the ground. Gotcha. All right. 
Um, and then I would like to cast Call Lightning. So you must make, I'm, so I'm gonna choose like a 60 foot radius area that is like covering all of us. Uh, and then I'm going to pick the spot to call lightning so that it just hits Big Bad. All right, I'll allow it. Um, so it has to make a dexterity saving throw. Hmm. With Bane? Yeah, minus four. Minus d4. Okay. Best it can do with advantage is 11. Ooh, it fails. Okay, so... Uh... You, is, I'm assuming you said it was just overcast. Would you consider these conditions stormy skies? Hmm. I mean, well, it's the thing. Is a chicken or the egg? Like, there's going to be lightning coming out of them. Like, does it make it stormy? <laughs> yeah. um, I, w- I would not have said stormy to begin with. Okay, then that's fine. It takes 15 points of lightning damage. Okay, back up to this tetomatly, I believe it's called. So it's going to do a head slam on Thaddeus. And it has a really nifty... <laughs> oh my god. Okay, we'll see We'll see what happens here. We'll see what happens if I roll a crit or not. A really nifty negative d4. Uh, negative d4. I mean, even without the negative d4, it is not going to hit. Your AC, what is it, 18? Sure is. Okay, alright, so the head slam misses. It's gonna do a wing buffet. Or is that a wing buffet? I don't know. Is this like a I wild mean, wings? Yes. Yeah. Uh, if it will be a wing buffet when I'm done with it. Yeah. <laughs> Get ready for some all you can eat wing attacks. Let's try this again. Wing buffet! Okay, alright. So that might work. D4. 15. Minus three. It's twelve plus eight is twenty. That does hit. Okay. So bad news it hits. The good news is this is gonna be bludgeoning damage. Yeah, I knew you'd say that. Is this the double damage? This one? is the one thing I'm resistant oh, to. Oh god. <laughs> uh seventeen, so let's call that eight points of bludgeoning damage. Down to two temporary hit points. Oh yeah, I forgot your your f- the gift of flapjack. Uh, okay, so now we're back to gutter bird. <laughs> uh, for my concentration check, I rolled a twenty-two. Bane is still up. Mm-hmm. Okay, don't have to rub it in, but okay. Gutter bird. All right. I think it's going to. I'm going to attempt my double shot eldritch blast um, with agonizing blast, <clears throat> and if possible, what I would like to do is aim one blast per wing to try and keep Broski on the ground. Okay, I'll allow it. I'll say if you if you crit on uh, on either of the blast, then then you'll hamper his flying ability. Mm, yeah, I guess you only need to do one wing. He just <laughs> flies in a stupid circle. <laughs> okay, Woo. So uh, my first roll was a 19 with a seven spell attack bonus. Um, so yeah, 26 on the first one. And then 11 total for the second one. 11 will miss. It just kind of like ricochets off of the stony carapace. So 12. 
Damn, okay. Thaddeus, your turn. Uh, I'm going to keep it classy, keep it sassy, keep it two swings from reciprocity. But not at disadvantage anymore. Because its turn, its next turn has ended. Correct. Correct. Excellent. I'm just going to roll both attacks at the same time. So close to 11 with a 12 for a total of 20. And the other one is a natural 20. Mm. Oh! So first attack will be the normie. Get that guy out of the way. Uh, that was pretty funny. <laughs> that was, that's like the reverberation. I was roll, rolling the dice and my elbow was hitting my ribs and I was just having a time. Uh, that is 11 points of magical slashing damage for the first attack. And now for the second one, your homie's got a second level spell slot available. So you know that's going to be a divine smite. On the crit? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, so, before rolling, I'm at I'm at 40 points of magic damage before rolling. That's gross. I love it. The choicest damage of 69 points. <laughs> so, Thaddeus is going to uh, take that first swing, and it's going to kind of almost sharpen the blade off of the like hammerhead stone piece and then come down and try and crack into the uh, that almost anvil like skull it's got that hurt uh, Chai up to you uh, I'm going to call another blast of lightning down uh, make a dexterity saving throw 14 Oh, it meets my DC. Seven points of lightning damage. That's the halved already. Uh, it's not liking what Thaddeus has uh, been doing to it, so it's going to do a wing buffet as it takes off. For 19 to hit. So 15 and a half, let's call that seven points of bludgeoning damage to Thaddeus as it takes off, and you can make an attack of opportunity. Can I grapple it for the attack of opportunity? Uh, sure. Would this be a contested strength check? Yes. Or contested athletics, I suppose. Uh, it can use either athletics or... Um, it's going to use athletics. Dexterity, yeah. Yeah, I assumed it would. I am also going to use athletics. Uh, 19. 11. Okay. I rolled a four. So it takes off, and it's going to do a diving head slam against Gutterbird. Ah, that sounds like it needs to t- negative a d4. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> okay, so um, I rolled an eleven plus a is nineteen. Less a d4 is seventeen against Gutterbird. I'm assuming that still hits. Your AC is what fourteen or fifteen? Um, yeah, fifteen. Okay, so it's gonna be uh, twenty points of bludgeoning damage. Oh, took all all my pancake points <laughs> all your PCP all my PCP <laughs> that, that PCP was was keeping me so high um question, ride that way baby question um yeah. yep. if I were to be feeling lucky in this moment 
can I can I only use that when I'm trying to accomplish a feat, or can I use that also in defensive kind of things? So in in this case, um, well, I I don't know. Like, can you does does Lucky force the DM to reroll? The Lucky feat states that you can use it to reroll one of your own D twenty rolls or an attack made against you. Oh shit. Yeah, you can make you can make someone re-roll. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, you can make me re-roll that if you want to. I I will say okay, it, sure. Uh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this thing does have a pretty large to hit modifier. I mean I could roll pretty <clears throat> I could roll very trash and miss you entirely. You could really mash my shit up. Uh, Question, so hang on, does, it, does he have to use the second result? Like, if I roll a criticism, that's, that's, that's what Matt's checking right now. So, you can also spend one luck point when an attack roll is made against you. Roll a d20 and then choose whether the attack uses the attacker's roll or yours. Oh, so Kev rolls. So, Kev rolls oh, it and he gets okay. to decide if he takes the roll that you had or the roll that he has. Okay, Ooh. so Kevin, I rolled an 11. Okay. So, I'm, it's up to you if you want to burn a point to see, like, if you can do. Much worse than Lars. <laughs> I feel like I often do. Now, let's do it. Yeah, let's let's see. Let's see if you've got the devil's <laughs> luck on your side. Oh, little four, little four. <gasps> okay. Oh. <laughs> oh my god! Wow. All right. So four plus eight, twelve minus the D four is going to be a nine. You turn that hit into a miss. Wow. Oh, <laughs> look at that! You know, I better get some triumph memes out of this. You better. All right, Thaddeus, Thaddeus turns and says, "Well, that boy sure is lucky." <laughs> and then he looks in the camera and winks. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the whole episode just ends. The office music yep. starts playing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what? What is it? What is it like when Gutterbird like summons his? preternatural luck. I like to hit, think you hit the rewind button. <laughs> like, like, we just see it in slow motion. <laughs> Backwards. It's, like a, it's almost like a Deadpool thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think that works for me. I think, like, maybe it's, um, you know, as that hit's coming in, like, right when it's, you know, the, 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 the I don't know what you call the striking face of a, of a hammer, but that exact part is like you could you could maybe slide like a bill like like a like a five dollar bill something paper thin between me and the me and the hammer and then it goes like shoop but then it goes and backs up and it happens all over again in a way that works out better for me i love it cool okay well this is your turn this thing's right in front of you it's it's looking very very rough I th- oh, I think what I would like to do here, I want to try my Scorching Ray. So I have four rays with 8d6 worth of damage. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I want to sort of like, this is kind of like a talk to the hand kind of situation. Where I put, kind of put my hand straight up against this thing as it's still probably pretty near me. And what I want to do is just push it while hurting it but just get it like and just kind of like try and shoot it into the ground from it being very proximal to me okay so you're gonna roll four d20s 
What level are you casting it at now? He casts everything at fourth. Yeah, this is my fourth. So then you get a fifth. Do I get? You get a fifth one. I get five rays. You get at level two. It comes with three rays, and for every roll, every level higher, you get one additional ray. So that would be five rays. Oh shit! All right, you're rolling. Yeah. So I'm rolling five, 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 and five attacks. Okay, and each one is two d six. Okay. Does anybody have paper to write this on? Um, I got it. <laughs> okay. Yep. Tim's yeah, got okay. it. Tim, Tim, you got it. Perfect. All right. So the first one is going to be. Uh, so I'm going to just say each one with a built-in seven spell attack bonus. Yep. So yep. this first one is going to be twenty-five. Twenty-five. Yep. Uh, and then <laughs> I've got nine. Nine, yeah. Uh, and I have 18. 18, okay. Oh, and I have, oh, 27. 27, okay. So natural 20, yeah. Wait, was that natural that 20 was then? A natural 20. Oh! And then okay. I have 19. I'm in a 19. All right, so you only have one miss. So you're going to roll, um, yeah, 8, 8d6. The first one. Oh, hang on, hang on. Sorry. Uh, yeah, it'll be what twelve, and then you'll roll eight d six. Yeah, eight yeah. d six plus twelve. Yeah. yeah. Eight d six plus, and then we're just adding twelve to that total. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Cool. Thirty oh, two. Thirty two. Forty two. Forty four points of fire damage. El fuego. Mm-hmm. This thing begins to glow as your scorching rays heat it to the point that it that it disintegrates into several large boulders, and its mallet head falls to the ground with a heavy thud. Killer. Thaddeus takes out a pair of ray bands, puts them on. Ray bands are not sponsoring this podcast. Make them something else. You know what? Nobody's. No one's sponsoring this podcast. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, he did scorching ray. Uh I get it. Do you have another do you have another sunglasses brand that I can use that has ray in it? Mm, I mean personally no, I don't own any sunglasses well, brands. Then, then we're going to give a I feel bit like of free we just need to stay in world and like this is a this is a Schwett, uh <laughs> like an offshoot like um I'm happy to stay in world but after this I want to talk about how you don't own any sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wait, no! I, yeah, like, I actually... have one pair of prescription, but I don't think that they're oh, name brand. Okay. Anything. Well, then yeah. we don't have to talk about it. Okay, we good. Have to talk about it. I was not prepared for that dressing down. People sell them. I right? was. <laughs> I, I was, and I lower the sunglasses seductively. <laughs> and then in the background, you hear the Who just go, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> I guess not the Who. They don't all do it, but Roger Daltrey. Anyways, out of this tumultuous combat comes the striding steps through the mist. An armored figure approaches. Chai quickly recognizes him as Thane Saffron, the prince of the summer court. He says, I've been hunting this thing for what feels like days, and someone else gets the kill. And I'll just yell from the tree. It's like, I mean, it was like kind of easy. Kind of easy when you're three. (gasps) Chai. (laughs) <laughs> it is you did you think it was me did you did you hear i was in town I and i'll kind of like twirl my hair <laughs> i had not heard one thing or another about your whereabouts other than you were in the human realm 
Well, uh, I, th- hi, I, we should probably talk. We have some news that's not great. Yes, there's much of that to go around, I fear. The courts are in chaos, even notwithstanding the fact that it is the time of omens. Yes, uh, your mother was not particularly happy to see me at these times. He kind of kicks up, he, he puts his sword away. I'll, I'll give a brief description of Thane. He has this, like, dark blue plate armor that is inlaid with, like, gold. He has a, a sword, the cross guard of which looks like it's made of bone. And he has this, like, the long blade of this sword is covered in in vines and sprouting flowers. So it's a very interesting-looking weapon uh he he puts it away and he he asks for um i guess to to talk to you about why you've returned i will basically tell him everything uh i have utter trust in him so i'll basically explain our interactions with the gray ladron the happenings on the material plane with the god or on the human plane with all the god's eye um i'll oh I didn't roll percentile dice when I cast a spell. Anyway. Oh, sure. Yeah, we forgot about that. Uh, but yeah, I'll tell him about the gods. I'll tell him specifically about the Grey Eladrin and what I think is happening. That I think Serial uh, is in cahoots with a monstrosity from some other horrible plane that is currently raising an army on the plane of man. And I will say that we need we need magical weapons to defeat this thing, and we. We came here to find them. But your mother will only listen if uh, Basil speaks on my behalf. And I I have a bad feeling he is... Is he in the Shadowlands with the... Did he go there for a reason? And I'll just basically ask him about what what's happening here with the Grey Eladrin, but also where he thinks Basil is. He kind of like looks down at the ground in sadness, and he says, Yes... He has gone. I was confiding in him my concerns about these Grey Eladrin, and I wanted to send a scouting force into the Twilightscape. I fear that its darkness is becoming more of a problem, and it will grow to consume things if it is not stopped. And I feel as though he went to... Safeguard you, I think. I believe that he knew if you found out about it, it's true danger that you would have gone in there yourself. But he's been gone for several moons, and I am worried as to his fate. I don't wish to cause you any more concern, but I have to go in there. He says, do you know what lies in there, truly? I don't think any of us do. And he says, I think I know who is in there. Do you know who's in there? I have a suspicion. And I'll, I'll say, I, was like, I believe it's your aunt, if I'm not mistaken. But who do you think is he in says, there? Yes, yes. I felt as though I was going mad. That I was the only one who shared this fear. We, we encountered some Grey Eladrin and defeated them. We got information that this beast made an alliance with her. And I think she's been in the Twilight Scape this entire time. Do you know of any scout 
that we could that could help us get there or through it, I doubt, but anyone that could at least get us there faster or some magical means to get us there faster. He says, We are in something of a paradox. My mother won't listen to you without Basil, and to get Basil, we need to equip ourselves accordingly for such a dangerous venture. I asked your mom if I could have access to the vault for weapons, and she understandably figured that in the time of omens it was a bad omen to open the vault. But I don't see a way around us getting in and out of there safely or even defeating any of these evils without the assistance of the weapons there. Or magical weapons in general. They don't exist on the human plane the way they used to. We, The Eladrin saw to that. He suggests that they're... Oh, you know what? Before he gets into that, he introduces himself to the two humans. He says, I, oh, my, my sincere sorry. apologies. It's so boorish of me. I, I have... Just so missed Chai's company that I, I've been blind. I've been blinded by the two stalwart warriors in my presence. I am Thane Saffron. Hi. <laughs> uh, my name is Thaddeus Ulysses Gamble, and uh, y'all do you. We're we're fine over here. And he goes back to eating his popcorn, watching this very awkward but still delightfully heart-swelling romantic thing happening in front of him. So he, he'll ask Chai point blank, like, what, what is it you think we should do? He says that his decisions would be, he understands that they would be rash and dangerous. But he feels that, like, the four of you together, perhaps, can accomplish great things. You would come with us in, into the Twilight Scape. If we leave it up to the queen, she would do nothing, and the problem would worsen. She is no longer fit to rule. Chai will literally just, like, have her jaw drop, and I'm like, are you, like, okay? Like, Divine sense. Yeah, like, I was like, can I get, I was like, is he all right? <laughs> so, yeah, Thaddeus' divine sense, uh, does it ping fae uh, creatures? Or is it just fiends and undead? Locate celestial fiend undead. Okay, yeah. he's none of those things. Does he seem normal to Can I, like, insight check? Does he seem normal? You can roll an insight. 25. Okay, so he's he does seem different than what you remember. You know that his mother, like, shelters him to the point where she wants to keep him out of danger. And he's always been sort of resentful to that. And now it seems like it's reaching in a, like an inflection point. So, yeah, like, he just seems like he's had enough and wants to do something. Mm-hmm. But this still seems like him, right? Mm-hmm, yes. Okay. Uh, I'll also mention, uh, yeah, I'll I'll rem- say, like, yeah, like, so Rosemary's kind of a fiend. I don't know if I mentioned that earlier. Uh, my friend here is a little bit more divinely inclined, and uh, he picked up that Rosemary's, or who... Whoever's pretending to be Rosemary is actually a fiend. Was she? Act- has she been acting weird? Did something happen? He doesn't quite know how to answer that question. Like he he says that he does can't quite tell why his mother is uh, being so indecisive. He shrugs and he says, "I suppose it could be the council, her advisors. Perhaps she is just waiting for the for the for the right omen." But there's no time for that. I'm not going to 
tell you not to come with us because I do think that we need help. But do you know of a place we could get magic weapons that isn't the vault or perhaps how to break into the vault? I feel like your mom would murder us, though. He says if, if we go into the vault without permission and we fail, the best we can hope for is to never be allowed back into the Feywild. I can't ask you to make that choice. But do, do you think perhaps the black market at the carnival? Would we find any magical items there? Perhaps some. Perhaps something enough to travel us quickly across from Sandara to somewhere close to the Twilightscape. But in terms of weapons, I feel the quality and strength would be dubious. I'll I'll kind of just like put my head to the ground and look at the guys and look back at Thanos like I've been trying to figure this out and I I've been doing my best but to be honest we don't know what we're doing. We need we know we need magical items to defeat this power. Your mom won't help. Basil's in danger. And without him we've no way of convincing the queen. I also get the sense that Basil might not be in the Twilightscape much longer, or possibly he might die soon. What do you, do you think we should try and find magical weapons, or do you think we should just get there and try and get them on the way back by convincing your mother? Thane believes that if you can get into the vault, then you will have a much better chance at success. He says you could deal with these Grey Eladrin and whoever's controlling them, whether it's Serial or some other malevolent being. And then for whatever creature it is that you mentioned that's on the mortal plane, surely wouldn't stand a chance once we had those those magic weapons either. So are we breaking into the magical vault at the time of omens and possibly being banished from our home? I am willing to accept that risk right now. That is how grave I feel these consequences are if we do not. But you're the prince. You have responsibilities, and it, this is your mom. And I know you feel she's been in... She hasn't been acting as effectively, but this is a large choice for you to commit to. He says that he can tell just by looking at you and your friends that you've stared death in the face more than once. He's never stared death in the face and he couldn't think of a better person to do it alongside than with you. Then I'll, I'll look at him and kind of smirk a little bit. I'm like, then I think we have a heist to plan. This calls for pancakes! <laughs> and that's where we'll stop. <laughs>